Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts. Fantasy players, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thursday, August 9th. Let's cock a doodle do it. This is Roto Experts in the morning, right here on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Steve the Spitting Statistician. And as always, I am overjoyed. To be joined by my man, FSWA Hall of Famer, the King, Scott Angles. Scotty, I mean, I consider like the first Sunday of the football season, like Christmas morning. I get so giddy and excited. So maybe the first real full day of the preseason is like, oh, I don't know, like the office holiday party or something like that. It's like we're close to the season, right? And we're getting excited. We're starting to feel it. I feel a buzz. We got a lot of teams in action tonight for real, Scotty. Yeah, it's interesting how preseason goes. We were talking about it with the Hall of Fame game. It's everybody's yeah. so excited, and then by the middle of the second quarter, they're bored and you know, uh, you know checking baseball scores, et cetera. But, uh, you know, when that happens, make sure you get your exclusive Edge Fantasy football package. Check out Corey Parsons' uh, new fantasy executive fantasy executive desk where he talks about the, the falling ADPs mm-hmm. of Rashad Penny and Tyreek Hill. Enter the king at checkout for a special discount. Absolutely. You can enter the promo code THEKING. You can also enter the promo code El Rey and winner as well. I was going to ask you about that, Scotty. You know, I, I looked at the Fantasy Executive blog entry, and, you know, it was like kind of a right up there when you go to rotoexperts.com, it's like the falling ADP of Rashad Penny. I was like, huh, I wonder, I wonder who had this. And then when I saw it was Corey, I was intrigued. He mentions Tyreek Hill as well. Can we get into that just for a hot second before we get into these news and notes? I mean, Tyreek has been falling. I think a lot of people are thinking, about like, listen, Sammy Watkins is on the other side. They're both kind of going to be these new toys for the young gunslinger, Patty Mahomes. And um, why do we think Hill is falling? I agree. I'm not going to have many shares of Tyreek Hill. And here's why. You know, Tyreek Hill, I think, is so dependent on that kind of big play. I think he's a great best ball kind of guy. But if I'm going to have him, he's going as like what? A back end wide out one, a really high end wide out two. I need someone with a little bit more stability at that point of my roster. And I think that they bring in Sammy Watkins to kind of make it like a very, a dual deep threat. And I think that gives me a little cause for pause. What about you, Scotty? Uh, I'm just, you know, we we do this every year, it seems, for like mm-hmm. the last three years. It's like we start talking up Sammy Watkins. I'm not one of them. And then he ends up disappointing with us. You know, people always talk about talent wins out. It doesn't. Talent can win out 
if talent doesn't stay on the field and talent didn't win out in Los Angeles either when he only had 593 yards in one one of the better offenses in the game. And, of course, you know, the guy has never played 16 games in a season. You know, here we go with the Sammy Watkins buzz because of the talent. And Corey and I disagree with this, but the guy can't stay on the field. And he's, he's very inconsistent. He's already sat out practice this week because of a hip injury. So here we go with Sammy Watkins. It's uh, the, I'm not, I think people are dropping him because of Watkins and the play of Mahomes in camp combined. You know, mm-hmm. you saw, like Corey points out, you saw him go early in the second round of some early drafts, but now he's dropping to the fourth. Uh, to me, you know, Tyreek Hill has not shown me, me anything yet to make me doubt him, whereas with Sammy Watkins, I'm constantly doubting the health and consistency. So if you want to let Tyreek Hill drop to the fourth round and let me take him as a wide receiver too, be my guest. I'll take him. Sure, as a wide receiver too. You know, but you, I see you have him right now in your ranks. I'm looking at the standard ranks. You have as, you know, overall wide receiver number 10. So that's really as a back-end wideout one, you know, not as a wide yeah. receiver two. Um, like, you know, if he's going to be my wide receiver, too, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with it, but I don't want him as my wide receiver I didn't say I was ranking one. him as a wide receiver, too. I said if you want to let him drop to me as my wide okay. receiver, too, I'll be very happy because that's a luxury. Okay, let me ask you this because I'm looking at your rankings right now. One guy that I'm kind of high on that I think is going to keep on rising, to be quite honest, with uh, especially as – you know, if Andrew Luck proves that he's okay, is T.Y. Hilton. I'm intrigued by T.Y. Hilton. You know, the last full season he played with Andrew Luck, he led the NFL in receiving yards, Scotty. And we all know that there's not much else out there. I see that you have Tyreek Hill as 10 right now, I'm seeing in standard leagues, and T.Y. Hilton as 13. Um, I would take Hilton over Hill. Um, but tell me why you would take Hill over Hilton, because you have him ranked three spots higher. Well, you know, that's that's subject to change. I have to see how oh, okay. Andrew Luck looks. I you see. know, I think with all respect, you're assuming that just because Andrew Luck is back, that T.Y. Hilton's numbers are going to, you know, bust back to where they were. But, you know, Andrew Luck is back, but we haven't seen how he looks yet in the preseason. So to me, I got to see that first. I'm not saying I won't move Hilton up, but, okay. uh, you know, I'm not going to do it just based on some preseason practice reports. Okay, but by the same token, when we talk about Tyreek Hill, his quarterback is Patty Holmes, who we haven't seen. So it would be like, you know, doing this based on less than preseason report to be doing it based on like the buzz and all the and all the all the quotes in practice about how everyone loves him. Is that kind of the same is that kind of the same thinking? You know, like yes, I okay, fine, you're right. You can't see There hasn't been the buzz about Patrick Holmes. There's been negative buzz about Patrick Holmes. Okay, so then why Tyreek Tyreek Hill might Tyreek Hill, you know, might drop. You know, it's on, okay. it's on the verge of changing, you know, based on what I see in the first what, one or two weeks of the preseason. But I already know what I saw what Tyreek Hill could do last year, playing with a guy who's going to be a gunslinger and, th- and throw it downfield a lot. You know, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes' health is not a concern for me. And he's going to be a gunslinger. At any given week, it could be 300 yards and three touchdowns and three interceptions and a lost fumble which means there's going to be a lot of volume there. All right, fair enough. We shall see. The other thing that I think makes is a good point to make when we talk, to, talk about Kansas City, we talked this, uh, remember, Scott, when we talked about like the defenses to attack and the secondaries to attack, we believe that Kansas City may have a below-average secondary. Remember, they lost Marcus Peters. So we can see, you know, we talked about Patty Mahomes as a gunslinger. These Kansas City Chiefs might be in some shootouts this year. I could see some 34-31 games that the Chiefs are involved in. Remember, their secondary, we also 
believe is one to attack. So we may see some Arena League kind of football out there in Arrowhead this year. Scotty, I got some uh, other news that I want to bounce off of you. Uh, we're staying with wide receivers, though. We're still talking about wide receivers now. I got a report that uh, out there in Oakland, Martavis Bryant is, quote-unquote, struggling with Gruden's playbook. And, you know, there's been talk about Bryant in the past, about his ability uh, around the playbook, about his ability to be, like, staying serious, how much he loves football and is focused. And remember, we've talked about this before, Scott, and we talked about the Oakland Raiders and we talked about Nelson. We talked about his kind of, like, value to the team, not only as an actual wide receiver, but in playing any kind of mentorship role to both Amari Cooper and, you know, Martavis Bryant. I look at your wide receiver ranks, and I look at these Oakland Raiders, Scott, and it seems like Cooper is someone that you're a little bit down on. I see that you have him as wide receiver 24, and then I got to scroll pretty far down to find more Oakland Raiders. And in fact, you have Jordy Nelson ahead of Martavis Bryant. Jordy Nelson a little higher than the consensus at wideout 38, and then you know you don't see Martavis Bryant all the way down until wide receiver 63 in what I see as your most recent ranks. Talk to me about about these Oakland Raiders wide receivers, does this report about uh, Martavis Bryant concern you with the new Gruden offense? And how do you think it shakes out? Do you really believe Jordy Nelson is that much far and ahead of Martavis Bryant in the pecking order? Yeah, he's ahead of him on the depth chart. Uh, you know, you never hear anything about Jordy Nelson not mm-hmm. being able to pick up the offense or having off-field issues. And I don't think we can assume that Jordy Nelson is done. He was he was in a very bad situation with Brett Hundley last year. And, you know, this is a fresh start for him. There are positive reports out of camp. But they could they could be puff pieces. But, you know, I'd rather take... You know, I'd rather take the risk, you know, wide receiver 38. And I'm not talking about a big investment to, to look at Jordy Nelson rebounding. And, you know, with Amari Cooper, it's, you know, he's still very young. He's still very talented, and there is some upside there. But Amari Cooper hasn't shown that he can, uh, right. you know, pick do anything more than what's based on his pure talent. And Martavis Bryant, you know, it's Josh Gordon Jr., it's, you know, there's a lot of talent there, but at least when Josh Gordon is around, you don't hear anything about him not being able to pick up the playbook, etc. With, with Martavis Bryant, it's actually worse. Yeah, fair enough. And let me ask you about it this way. You know how I talk about how some teams are like the fantasy herd, and so you never, on a week-to-week basis, you don't know which one is going to pop off and how it becomes frustrating sometimes for fantasy owners. I don't think that's going to be the case necessarily with these Oakland wide receivers. Uh, I've gotten a lot of reports, and you know we've seen historically, they say, I don't know if you buy it, Scott, that in, the John, in, in Gruden's offense, like the number one wide receiver is a focal point of the offense, you know, as a Opposed to a lot of these other teams that really are spreading it around. Um, so do you think there's the potential for Amari Cooper to, on some level, be like force-fed and be the prize locked-in target of uh, Derek Carr this year? Do you think, or do you think there is some kind of more even spread? Clearly, by the way, you have it in the ranks. You think that Cooper will be like a, um, a primary target for the Raiders passing game? Primary, yes, but I don't think it's going to be a DeAndre Hopkins situation where he's catching okay. all the balls and, and nobody else is. Uh, you know, if the, the if that does become the issue, Cooper's going to face a lot of defense, extra defensive attention, and it's mm. not going to be good for him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we'll keep an eye out on the Oakland Raiders. They get going uh, this weekend. They host the Detroit Lions, and Jim Bob Cooter will be breaking that game down a little bit yeah, later on. Yeah, a little Jim Bob Cooter. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, yeah, so Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah. 
So, uh, Scotty, the Oakland Raiders, you know, maybe uh, Cooper would be a focal point. I want to bounce off a piece of news that I saw about another team that I do not, I think is almost like the exact opposite. Okay, Scotty, in terms of like the even spread. We talked about this once before. I'm talking about the Los Angeles Rams, okay? You got Brandon Cook, you got Robert Woods, and you have Cooper Cup. There is buzz out of this. Remember, the Rams and Ravens are having the joint practice. And I saw reports that, uh, quote unquote, uh, you know, that the chemistry between Goff and Cooper Cup is, quote unquote, something special. You know, like they were, I guess, roommates in camp and stuff like that, came into the league together. Now, when we talked with the Raiders, we saw Cooper and then a drop to Jordy Nelson and then a drop to Martavis Bryant. And you'd think, you know, Cooper might be the primary target there. With the Rams, I think it is a straight-up herd, Scott. You know, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup are all going to have weeks, in my opinion, that help fantasy owners, like, win their week. You know what I mean? They're all going to pop off. But there's going to be a week, you know, Robert Woods might go 7 for 152 and a touchdown one week, but then might go 3 for 38 in the next because Cooper Cup has a big game or because Brandon Cooks has a big game or because Todd Gurley runs for 200. You know what I mean? So, I want to ask you kind of the flip side about the Los Angeles Rams. Um, how do you go about making sense of these three wide receivers who are ranked a lot closer in your ranks and a lot of other people's ranks? And I can see them all finishing like right around 900 yards, you know, right around the same amount of catches. How do you break it down with something like a uh, fantasy herd like the Los Angeles Rams wide receivers? Yeah, you know, that's kind of what we saw last year, and that made yep. Sammy Watkins suffer. When he was mm-hmm. out there, uh, you know, the fact that Cooper Cup and Jared Koff have a rapport, that's, that's not breaking news. You know, we, right. we saw it last year, and I think Cup takes even more of a step forward this year into you know, maybe even becoming that Julian Edelman type of receiver or you know, somebody who just – or Jarvis Landry type you know, right. with that kind of production where you saw from Landry last year. You know, maybe he can catch seven, eight touchdown passes and go over 1,000 yards. You know, Cooper Cup, the arrow is just pointing up. I think he's the clear number one for Jared Goff. You know, after that, I think – you know, Woods and and Cooks, Cooks are going to be going to be less less consistent. And to me, I think Cooks, you know, might be more consistent than Watkins. And you know, they'll probably cut into each other. And you know, Gerald Everett's going to figure in there. Todd Gurley's going to figure in there. So I feel like the one guy that you're really going to be able to depend on fantasy wise as a wide receiver is Cooper Cup. Okay, fair enough. So let's break this down. I'm looking at your ranks, and, and I, I acknowledge they are subject to change, as you've mentioned, especially when we see, as we always talk about, like the tea leaves that are the preseason games. We know that there is this chemistry there. And the ranks that I'm looking at here on RotoExperts.com from the King, don't forget to go and get a uh, RotoEdge exclusive package this way you could also see these ranks as they update throughout the year and get ready to win your leagues and win that cash enter the promo code the king at checkout i see you have brandon cooks as wide receiver number 22 and then woods as number 31 cup as number 33 if that's the case right and we think these guys are going to be all kind of uh 
good but inconsistent on some level with Cup being the most consistent. You have currently Cup ranked as the third out of these three Rams wide receivers. I got to think to me, that means that Cooper Cup represents the most value. I also saw last year, Scott, that Cooper Cup led the team in targets and led the team in red zone targets. Um, And it's not like, you know, Cooks is going to be a red zone target who just came in. He's more of a stretch the field kind of guy. So I think the biggest value of these three wide receivers is Cup. I might even rather have Cup than Brandon Cooks because of the inconsistency and the chemistry we've talked about. You have Cooks at wideout 22, Woods at wideout 31, Cup at wideout 33. With all things being equal, I I find the most value in Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think so, and you'll see the ADPs like reflect that a lot. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing like changes to my ranks very soon, sure. and probably vault cup over those two guys. I don't think a lot of people realize that Cooper Cup is goes six to two oh eight with great mm-hmm. route running and great hands. So, uh, you know, to me, he's he's gonna be first. Okay, fair enough, and obviously, and he we'll does be represent the best ranks. value. You're right. You know, and I think, uh, Scott, can I ask you something like, thanks for saying that, that we re- he does represent the best value. Do you think that that's kind of a, I know you say you don't like to make these kind of general statements, but I'm going to make a general statement and see if you buy it. Like when you have these two guys that you think are going to be close, you know, that you think are going to be reasonable, reasonably close, isn't it the right approach to kind of t- wait and take the guy who's going lower because that represents the most value? Well, you can't always wait. It it, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to because now there's going to be more buzz on Cooper Cup for these reports, and he might get pushed up the draft board. Okay, fair enough, but we'll keep an eye on that. You mentioned, though, about how great the hands of Cooper Cup is. I'm seeing reports out there uh, about someone whose hands maybe are not as great and who might be struggling a little bit in the past game, and that's a rookie that I know you like, Scotty, down there in Tampa, Ronald Jones. Reports, I heard a beat reporter say, quote-unquote, he needs softer hands and that he's struggling in pass protection. The, the, uh, also notes that at USC, <clears throat> you know, he didn't catch the ball as much, also maybe struggle a little bit in pass pr- protection. Pass protection is something rookie running backs always, a lot of them struggle with, at least early, you know, but what do you think about this? I know you've said that he has the ability to kind of break these long runs, but Scotty ain't going to break long runs if you're not on the field and not being able to handle blitz pickup might be a reason to not be on the field. What do you think about this? Does it give you any cause for concern about Ronald Jones and his ability to be that workhorse for Tampa? Yeah, I think, you know, it's something definitely to take note of. You know, I, I love Jones as a pure runner. You know, maybe better better than anybody to, other than Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. in, this, in this class. You know, just for pure talent. But, yeah, you know, like you said, if you can't block for the quarterback, you're going to get him killed. It's You're not going to be on the field. You also have to catch some – you don't have to catch passes out of the backfield to, to you know, to be, uh, you know, that workhorse type of back. Right. And he's definitely talented in Peyton Barber. So this bears monitoring during the preseason. You do hear this about a lot of rookies, and eventually they do pick it up. But it's it's something – it's definitely something that you, you, a strike against him when you hear hear a report like this, and you know I'm gonna have to consider you know drop him into my ranks in a few pay, pegs because you know this could affect the amount of reps that he gets on the field. But when he's on the field, though, I think he's gonna be so spectacular, it's gonna become a conundrum for the Buccaneers. He, if he keeps pass blocking, doesn't improve. But, you know, this guy could probably score from anywhere on the field. So you could be looking at a timeshare maybe between 
Peyton, uh, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones there. So, yeah, I think I think now we're looking at danger of another timeshare with a rookie because mm-hmm. you're not hearing this about Rashad Penny, you know, that the pass blocking is the issue. It's just right. Chris Carson's playing so well. You're not hearing about this, about Darius Geis either. So, right. you know, this is a strike against him, and it could put Geis to the top of the pack among rookies outside of Saquon Barkley. Fair enough. I think part of the reason, and, and you bring up an interesting point about Geis, um, I think part of the reason we're not hearing it as much about Geis is because we know that Washington has such a great option in that PPR setting with uh, Chris Thompson. You know, So maybe he won't be asked to do that as much, but I hear you about Geis. What do you, you, know, you mentioned Peyton Barber. Down there in Tampa, though, I always thought the kind of two-minute drill, no-huddle PPR back was Charles Sims. Do you think he has any value in PPR leagues? No. When was the last time we saw Charles Sims do anything notable? No, I hear you, but it's, I feel like the it's, organization it's has always wanted him to be that guy in the PPR, in a, that pass-catching role. You, 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 you really like bringing up, like, retread, you know, especially running backs and, like, seeing if they have any value. Like, you know, first you're doing this with Terrence West. Now you're doing <laughs> it with Charles Sims. You know, these these guys are not relevant. They're they're not, you know, they're they're not they're not going to be in the mix, you know. It wouldn't surprise me at some point if we've seen Charles Sims, you know, maybe not even make the team. Uh, he's supposed to be this this pass catching back, and he was in 2015. But you know, the, over the last two years, he's only he's only caught 59 passes, so and you know, scored twice. You know, that's not a guy that's fantasy relevant to me. All right, fair enough, fair enough. This coming from a guy who talks about kiss all the time in terms of recency bias, but that's okay. So I, 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 I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess you lost the debate since you had to go there. I'm joking, which is Scotty. Yeah. One of the things that we got to let people know, Scotty, is everybody can join the fun here at Roto Experts in the morning. Um, listen, so many ways to join the show, Scotty. We can people can call the show at 844-843-6879. They could also hit us up on Twitter at Spit and Speeds at Scotty Roto X. Remember, we're also fielding team name ideas. We got that contest going on. We'll check in on some new submissions a little bit later on in the show. But Scotty, I also want to let people know that can help us with a poll that we're putting up right now here on Roto Experts in the morning. And quite frankly, you know, I'm just thinking about this, Scott, because I'm in, you know, a lot of different uh, these quote unquote expert leagues. And I know you are as well. And, and one of the things I wanted to do was kind of round myself out in terms of playing a lot of different formats. Right. So that when people ask me questions and stuff like that, I can I can kind of respond in kind. And I realized that, you know, I, I got a slow draft starting and that draft with Giants League. Shout out to Andy Singleton. That's a best ball league. Right. This Saturday, I'm doing an expert draft over at the Sirius XM studios and I'm in a division that's a standard league. I'm in in a couple of weeks, the GST league. You know, our guy Christopher Carroll helping running that one. I know you're in that league as well. That's a PPR league. Right. And then in my home leagues, you know, those are all keeper and dynasties. I've had guys for a long time and we've talked about that as well. So I wonder and we put up a poll question today. What is your favorite format to play fantasy football? You know, do you like playing in PPR? leagues? Do you like playing in the standard scoring? Do you like playing in best balls because you could just do the draft and then let it sit, you know, and you know you're not going to have to worry about, you know, having the wrong guy on the bench? Or do you like the dynasty league so that you could try to, you know, find the rookie early on and have him in your, for his entire career, you know, and really build a more personal bond with your players and think about what value is and it changes the way you trade a little bit more. You know, I love my dynasty league, but that's just because, you know, I'm there with my boys from all the way back 
back in the day, and we've been doing it for 10, 15 years together. I think I like PPR a little bit better than standard. And best ball, you know, I mean, it's one of those things that I sort of, over time, I guess, deprioritize because I'm not managing it week to week. What do you think, Scott? What's your favorite format to play? I think, you know, I like PPR the best. Uh, okay. You know, just like a, like a, like a straight uh, sort of, sort of PPR, uh, you know, format with the mm-hmm. one quarterback, the two running backs, you know, the three wide receivers, uh, two quarterback leagues are are kind of fun too. Hmm. Uh, you know, auctions auctions are very very challenging. They're That's not true. for the for that they're not for the the mainstream player. Uh, I haven't played IDP in, in years, and you know maybe I'd like to get back into something like that. By the way, we will have IDP ranks and uh, strategies Ooh. coming from George Kurtz this week. All right, that's good stuff. Our guy George Kurtz always helping us out over at Roto Expert. The IDP ranks are definitely very, very important. I like auction too, Scotty, because I can go get whoever I want. You know what I mean? And uh, I like because I – you know, I also feel that I'm going to go get my stars early on, and I think that I can find those values, you know, by spending $2 later because I, I kind of know, you know, I, I kind of know what's out there. Let me ask you this about kind of forming your teams as well, Scott, before we go on to break. And when we come back here on Roto Experts in the morning, we're going to dive into more of these preseason games that are taking place this week. Do you like to draft really early in the summer or like, real late, right up on week one, like around Labor Day. You know, because in early, if you do it really early, you maybe if you have an edge on people because you're so plugged in, you maybe know a little bit about these sleepers earlier on. But the problem is that somebody you draft is going to get injured during the preseason. Or do you like to draft as close to opening kickoff as possible so you don't have that injury risk? But then, you know, maybe other people, uh, you know, kind of come to the party on players that you were already on. You know, how do you like drafting, early or late? Uh, I prefer late, okay. closer to the season, uh, but there are advantages and, and disadvantages of each. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you draft early, you may get some values because, you, you know, maybe you're, you've done your studying earlier or right. some guys, you know, some guys who you just not a lot of buzz on early, you know, kind of vault up the ladder before, the, before you'll, you'll get a chance to get guys before they have a buzz. But I like closer to the season because the news is more updated. Yeah, I'm just worried, Scotty, that the later we wait to draft, the more and more people are going to want to get our guy Naheem Hines. And I'm not going to be able to get him for myself. But we'll figure that out. And when we come back, we dive into some of these preseason games. Dane and Scott are off and running. It's Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. By nature, an underrated group. You know what I'm saying, Scotty, in those 90s? I mean, yeah. OPP, everything's going to be all right. Uptown Anthem, and they then they come back with Hip Hop Hooray. 
They were underrated? They were, they were everywhere. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, that was kind of like, they were like the uh, hot, you know, just like because their songs were catchy. You know, the OPP especially and Hip Hop Array especially. But, you know, if you go deeper in them, some of those album cuts... Don't get, don't sleep on my man Tretch and Vinny out there of uh, hip hop array. More you're than saying one, one some one. of the, some of the non-hit stuff was underrated. Yes, yes, and I, yeah. I think many people might view them as one-hit wonders or two-hit wonders because OPP no. and Hip Hop Array were such huge radio play kind of things, especially Hip Hop Array. But uh, I th- I'm saying that there's more depth to their talents. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I I, I got gotcha. you. I I don't I don't think I ever ever regarded. Although I don't know a lot of their other music, admittedly, sure. you know, I don't think they were. You know, I I don't regard them as just a radio band. You know, I okay. I I know that they they had a following otherwise. All right, so there you go. So maybe not underrated for yeah. you, but you know, as I go on and do this with you, Scott, I learn more and more that uh, you know, especially when we get into the you know, 80s and early 90s that, uh, you know, we could chat it up a little bit about the hip-hop. So I like that. Scotty, what do you think? We, yeah, you know, I was like from probably from 84 to like, I would say 93. It's just for okay. me, hip-hop really, really changed when it went gangsta. And oh, I just, okay. you know, when, when NWA came around, I just, I didn't enjoy it. To me, so the to, move to, me, to the, the West Coast, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. The, to me, the old school stuff it was just... It was fun. It was yeah. It was, it, it was just a lot of fun, and it, to me, to me, it, it just you know, it, it it took it took it took a turn where 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 just like it wasn't just like about the music, but I also felt like the whole industry got watered down. Where I feel like in the eighties, like people who were really talented, like jumped out and got mm-hmm. the recognition they did. Right. I felt like starting in the nineties, like. Everybody, you know, and their mother were like making a record and getting this, getting on the air somehow. This is true, but at the same time, you know, as rap and hip hop kind of grew as an art form, I think the artists realized that they had a voice that people were listening to, and then they started to use that voice not only for the, you know, uh, yes, yes, y'all kind of rap. Don't get me wrong, I love it too. And you know, in the mid '80s, late '80s, guys like Big Daddy Kane, guys like Rakim, I still think stack up uh. as some of the greatest lyricists of all time. But you know. Uh, then we move on, you know, but Hey, Scott, we can talk about that a little bit more another time. Preseason is getting started before we went to the break, Scott. One of the things I mentioned is if you like to draft early or late, and I just want to ask you again about that, because listen, people who listen to this show know that the King El Rey de Fantasia and the spitting statistician really, really like Naheem Hines out of the Indianapolis Colts. Right. And I think he'd be a perfect example, Scott. We, you and I in drafts are going to spend the late round pick on a guy like Naheem Hines. Cause we believe literally in his redraft potential this year as a more dynamic weapon for Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. Right. But the longer we wait on drafts, you know, like if our draft is not this weekend, but in three weeks on Labor Day, more people are going to be on Naheem Hines, in our opinion, right? So if we want him, like just like we said with Cooper Cup earlier in the show, if you want him, you're not going to be able to wait until round 16 or 17. I've seen now he, Naheem Hines is going at ADP like around 135, 140. So now as time goes on, that's only going to rise. So when you want, if you want him, you're going to have to actually target him a little bit earlier. And that's the reason that I'm not a huge fan of the late draft, Scott. You know what I mean? What do you think about, like, let's use Naheem Hines as a case study here. 
Yeah, I think, you know, you make a lot of good points, but there's always a way to deal with that. It's you never people say, what round should I grab this guy in? And I always say, look, you know, you don't want to do that. (laughs) You can't plan your draft ahead of time, even in the later rounds. If you really want somebody, maybe you, you jump early for them. But you should have groups of players queued up every round, not just saying, you know, I want this one guy and where do I have to get him? Uh, you know, if you get Naheem Hines, he's one of those guys you targeted. Uh, you know, that's a nice bonus. But, you know, be ready with an alternative because I'm never the type of guy in a fantasy football draft that bangs the table and goes, damn, I wanted him because right. I'll always have an alternative ready. And that's you should strive to be that sort of guy no matter who, what fantasy player you are. If you don't have Naheem Hines, you got to have somebody else queued up right with him so you're still – getting the best player left when it's your turn and you're not crying about it. No, absolutely, Scott. I mean, you know, you definitely think about it in tiers. You think about having a lot of different targets in those tiers, and then that's part of how you let the draft come to you. You have to every time make a decision on how many people are left in these tiers in these different positions, which is where you need to go. I'm not, you know, we're talking about Naheem Hines, like, personally, of course. If he goes, I'll find someone else who I like in that tier when it comes right. to me. I'm talking generally, though, Scott, like, you know, people like this as the buzz grows. It'll be harder for us to get our sleepers past everybody. That's all I'm saying, generally. Yeah, as but you, then as you get closer to the then, then you then you develop narratives and guys that people don't buzz about who you know are good players also become values by the flip mm-hmm. side. Yeah. All right. So we'll keep our eye out on that. Remember, the number to call is 844-843-6879. We got our man, friend of the show, Kenny, out there in Philly. I hear it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Kenny. You're on Roto Experts in the morning. Is it sunny like always it's, out it's there hot, in man. Philly? Or, yeah? It's hot, man. You just need your sweat rag. Just need your sweat rag in the pocket. Listen, I take the New York City subways around all the time, man. I need to go through like three and a half shirts uh, every day. All right? What's going on, brother, man? I know that's right. On the draft thing, uh, Scotty just made a, a, I'm a, pretty, a pretty good point. I'm a, I'm a late person drafter, and uh, I'm going to give you a prime example. Uh, last year, uh, I drafted Kareem Hunt in the ninth round, so I mean – Mm. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. Still, even, I mean, late, no. even close to the season. Yes. Yeah. We draft generally at least a week before that third, that third Thursday. So it'll be the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or whatever. Just right. before the first game. So we generally draft during then. So I mean, and even then, I got him in the ninth round. So talk about a bargain that was. But uh, on to the. Uh, also, you got to do the. I mean, you got to do the legwork, man. You got to do the research. You got to watch the preseason games, set the reports. I already started taking notes on these guys, and this, and this leads me to my first question. What do you guys think of this guy, Chase Edmond, from uh, Arizona, the uh, backup for, uh, for David Johnson? This, I mean, we got to think about him first. Yeah, uh, Chase Edmonds, for you people locally here in New York, at a Fordham University, yeah. probably gives yeah. David yeah. Johnson that, 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 that handcuff that they need, that they've been looking for for when he gets hurt. So if you get David Johnson, I think you got to draft Chase Edmonds in like the 14th round or so. Uh, he has no value, obviously, if Johnson's on the field, but I feel like the Cardinals believe that he can step forward and you know take advantage of the opportunity should David Johnson get injured again. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I, I was reading up and I was checking out some things about him and uh, see things like that. Like you gotta you gotta do this research during the preseason and leading up to the draft and all that. So um, the one thing the one thing about this year and it's it's a little bit different from the past few years. I mean, besides those lock 
uh, first four running backs. I mean, the running back situation is going to be literally a crapshoot. I mean, yep. it's just too many, too many running back committees all over. There is no timeshares everywhere. Yeah, it, it is. It is. So, uh, I just want to know what do you guys think would be the probably the most difficult running back situation right now? Just, just offhand. I know we don't have a lot of uh, starting information stuff like that, but just that. That's all. That's all I got. Oh yeah, sure. Scott. Oh yeah. I think I think Green Bay's. You know that that that's going to be one crapshoot. I don't even have to mention New England there, but Green right. Bay, they're they're not a pass first team either. And you have Jamal Williams being physical on the outside. You have Aaron Jones on, on the on on the outside, and then you have Ty Montgomery on third downs. Detroit may be a little bit That's more what I was frustrating. Say. That and was then uh, then Seattle also has it. Uh, a propensity to be a timeshare as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, we got Chicago land this week. Chase Elliott finally got his first win last week. That was good for him. It was meant to be because Martin Truex was, was surely coming, but he ran out of gas. So this is the uh, track I won all that money on, Scotty. So I'm 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 going heavy this weekend as well. I'll, I'll be down at Virginia Beach. So, but I'll be going heavy. I'll all be right. watching. I'll be listening to you guys as well. So I'll talk to you guys. Yeah, don't forget the Father and Son Fantasy NASCAR Hour is back on FNTSY Sports Radio on demand, available every Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. And while you plug in, Scotty, don't forget about Fantasy Freestyle as, uh, you know, one of the best evening shows on this network. And I'm happy to say that during football season, we are going to go. It looks like we're going to be going on more than just weekly. It looks like we're going to be doing two shows a week to get the stats over Beat Cypher, everything they need to win their leagues and win that cash. I agree with you guys. I was going to say Detroit, Scotty. I was going to say that I think Detroit is going to be frustrating because, as we mentioned, you know, all three elements are, I think, going to be led by three different people. You know, Theo Riddick is going to lead in catches. on Johnson, I think, leads in yards. But I think LeGarrette Blunt leads in touchdowns. And so that makes it a very interesting committee. You talk about Chase Edmonds, Scotty. Uh, I like that you mentioned big old Fordham Ram. Um, can you compare, because I agree with you that maybe he's, you know, he might have talent, but people think that David Johnson might, you know, lead the NFL in carries and touches this year. Maybe him or Ezekiel Elliott, right? But so... He's kind of more of just a handcuff, and if, God forbid, knock on wood, something happens to David Johnson. Can you compare Chase Evan, uh, Excuse me, Chase Edmonds' is kind of uh, value with James Conner in Pittsburgh, another kind of young back behind a true stud who that the organization may kind of like a little bit? How, how would you compare Edmonds and James Conner? I would probably prefer Conner straight out because, you know, more NFL experience – been in the system a little bit longer, uh, you know, although uh, there, there was a coordinator change there in Pittsburgh. Right. right? Haley's not there anymore. Yeah. Right? Haley's not. With yeah, the- Haley's not any, anymore, but still, you know, still has a year of pro experience there, uh, which is something to be said there. And Chase Edmonds, uh, we really haven't even seen him in the preseason yet. So to me, it, you know, it's the same concept. Late round picks is handcuffs really right. overall. Uh, and you really don't have to compare the two because – Unless you play in an auction league and you're spending all your money, nobody's going to have Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson on the same team. So it's the same concept. It's looking at a top four running back and making sure that you have his handcuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you know, you you look at the other guys in the top four, and I think sometimes people just, they conveniently forget about who the handcuff was. Last year, everybody was talking about, uh, about you know the Cowboys and you know who was going to be the backup. Right. You don't even you don't even hear you don't even hear that this year. The Rod Smith anymore, but and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it was everybody from, you know, Christian Michael to Rod Smith. You know, Rod Smith looks like he's uh, he's the guy, but, you know, uh, in his deep sleepers columns in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package on RotoExperts.com, you see Brandon C. Williams talking about rookie Bo Scarborough as mm. a guy that he really likes and that maybe that you should grab as the handcuff to Ezekiel Elliott. Just because Ezekiel Elliott is healthy now – Football is a very violent sport. You, you just don't know when somebody like that uh, may get hurt. And then you go over to the Rams, and after Gurley. after Todd Gurley's coming off just such a tremendous season uh, that you know that people aren't even thinking about his handcuff because he played a full schedule last year, and you can't. Yeah, I don't think you can forget about guys like that. You know, Malcolm Brown is ticketed to be. Uh, to be the guy right now, you know, according to the depth chart, but he could get mm-hmm. he could get beat out, you know, in the preseason by somebody else. But John Malcolm Kelly Brown is maybe may the guy, maybe the guy, you know, John Kelly's out there also, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and then for the Giants, sometimes, sometimes it's Jonathan Stewart, right? Yeah, but sometimes the handcuff isn't clear either, right. you know, and you can't be rigid. If you know the guy is definitely a handcuff, you know, you draft him. But, you know, there are some situations where, where guys are battling for the handcuff job or if one guy gets injured, another guy is, gonna, you know, another guy is not going to step forward and become a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Or if Devonta Freeman in Atlanta, for example, gets, get, gets injured, Edo Smith is not a big guy. You know, they, that's somebody that, like, maybe you'd use more in the passing game, et cetera. Yeah, so, Kevin Coleman's there. Though. I don't I, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I, I hear some people saying, you know, if you have Devonta Freeman, don't forget about Edo Smith. If you have Devonta Freeman and he gets hurt again, you're going to see Tev Coleman step up in a big way to the point yep. where I just don't know Edo Smith is going to be useful enough. All right, fair enough. We will definitely keep our eyes out on and that. Sometimes when one running back gets injured, they t- it takes two to step forward and, uh, you know, replace that guy. Yeah, absolutely, and this is exactly the kind of thing you want to see in the preseason, Scott. I mean, you know, we know who these stud running backs are, but it's going to be these uh, RB number two and three running backs that are on the field for a lot of the preseason, so this is an opportunity to see what they have. Let's take a look at some of these preseason games, okay? Another one that we, let's pick up where we left off yesterday, some of the games, and we want to talk about here some of the things we're looking for at each team, and then we're going to talk about their playoff odds and see if there's any value there Remember, go on over to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code FNTSY, and you can get a 50% deposit bonus. All right, uh, Scotty, one game that's happening uh, tonight up in Lambeau Field. The Green Bay Packers host the Tennessee Titans. You know, you mentioned that this Green Bay running back situation is really something to uh, – you know, pay attention to. There's Jamal Williams there. There's Aaron Jones. They think maybe Ty Montgomery in the pass-catching kind of PPR role. But I'll tell you what. I'm more interested to see uh, the number three wide receiver, uh, Scotty, because I believe that the number three wideout in Green Bay, in Green Bay is one of the only teams where I believe that the number three wideout may have still some fantasy value. You know, we've already talked about the Rams as maybe another. Um, but, you know, in, right there, incumbent Geronimo Allison is there, but J- Jamon Moore is a rookie that a lot of people have some buzz around. They drafted three rookies uh, at the wide receiver position. You know Devontae Adams is a kind of wide receiver one. You know Randall Cobb is there. You know Jimmy Graham is there. I'm interested to see who, if anybody, takes the number three wide receiver job in Green Bay. What are you interested in with the Packers, Scott? 
Yeah, that's a very big storyline because much as we hate to see it, you know, which is every time Randall Cobb takes a hit, you mm-hmm. wonder if, uh, you know, he's going to be out for a, for a game or a few weeks. He just he can't stay healthy. And, you know, they had Timmy Graham's ticketed for a role, big role there, supposedly, but he's already going to miss this preseason game with a knee injury. Knee injuries have hindered him over the last few seasons, you know, ever since he left New Orleans. So what if both Cobb and Graham can't stay healthy? You know, you're looking at a situation where other guys are going to have to step up in a big way, and they have a quarterback who could just can can possibly make anybody relevant. So you have to see how these guys take and play in the preseason and take note of it. Yeah, absolutely. What about on the Tennessee side, Scotty? Here's what I'm, I, you know, I don't think we're going to see this in week one necessarily, but I got to tell you something. You know, I'm looking about at how this team looks now that they are no longer exotic smash mouth. You know, we heard that for the last couple of years under Malarkey. They are no longer exotic smash mouth. I really want to see what this offense looks like. I believe McCoy is, is who's their new offensive coordinator? Is it McCoy? Um, but in any event, whoever it is, they're not doing the same old running the ball kind of thing. So I'm very interested to see how Marcus Mariota develops and he, if he can take that step forward. I know we've talked about the pressure on these fourth-year quarterbacks that went one and two in the draft, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, when guys like Goff and Wentz and Watson and Trubisky are all kind of, you know, people are thinking about their development. Uh, I think it's make or break time for Mariota and Winston. I'm interested to see how Mariota progresses in a new offensive scheme. Yeah, the new offensive coordinator is Matt LaFleur, and they're pretty excited about about his presence. And, you know, I want to see Corey Davis, of course, but, you know, Tywan Taylor is also listed as a starting wide receiver and, uh, you know, showed some flashes, uh, you know, last preseason. Uh, You know, Tywan Taylor has the possibility to be a very, very deep sleeper, and I want to see, you know, if he gets gets in the mix there at all. Yeah, and the other thing I'm interested in with the Titans, honestly, is – I'm down on Derrick Henry. I just don't think, you know, I think they've been, they wanted him to kind of take this job and grab the bull by him, the horns, and it never really happened. And then in the offseason, you know, Vrabel's the new head coach there. They, he signed former Patriot Deion Lewis, who I know he's familiar with. And I actually believe, you know, right now, I think Henry is going above Deion Lewis. I kind of, I think there's a very decent chance that when all said and done this season, Deion Lewis will give you more fantasy points than Derrick Henry. I'm very interested to see that split. What do you Think about Henry and Lewis in Tennessee. Uh, there's a lot of buzz climbing up about Deion Lewis here. Yeah, uh, you know he could end up being the best of these two running backs here just because of his versatility, and he does have ability to rush the ball. The one thing that I think we're forgetting with Deion Lewis, though, is uh, you know injury. because we didn't see it last year, is he's a very checkered injury history. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. If he gets injured and Derrick Henry gets that that monster workload that they we think we will but i i you know he's he's good his value is gonna gonna climb so you gotta watch Deion lewis and make sure he stays healthy all right fair enough we'll keep an eye out on that a lot of people are wondering about the tennessee titans listen scotty the titans are kind of like you know one of these you know nondescript teams that people don't they're not sexy they're not in a big market you know they wind up on thursday night football a lot that kind of team but listen they have been a 500 playoff contender team for the last few years a lot of people think that maybe Mariota takes a step forward maybe Corey davis takes a step forward they've addressed the back end of that secondary you know that sort of thing i'm looking 
looking over at mybookie.ag, the Titans to make the playoffs is plus 165. They're on the plus side to make the playoffs, the minus side to not make the playoffs. You know, we've talked about that AFC South and how it's all muddled. I think a case can be made for most of those teams in that division. Uh, How big on you on the Titans, Scott? Because, you know, if you like the Titans – Titans making the playoff on the plus side at plus 165 could be an interesting bet. You think the Titans are playoff bound, Scotty? I feel like they're just on the cusp right there. They could be like that, that nine and seven team that misses that, it. That you can't that you can't predict execution. Talent wise, I think some things still have to gel, and I'm not con- convinced on Mar- Mariota's consistency, which is a factor for me. They've surrounded him with more talent. There's some upside there. If I was a gutsy, ballsy kind of guy, I would take. I would. I would take the fact that they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Because sometimes you got to re- be really gutsy. You know, yeah. it's like you know, ask Gabe Morrissey. I'll lay one sixty-five on Tennessee. I don't. I don't yeah. give a crap. There you go. Fair enough. So I do think yeah. the Titans will be an interesting team because, and I and I think part of it, Scott, is because you know they're not a public team. You know, they're not in a big market. So I think people sometimes underrate teams like that uh another game i don't don't know about that that's that's more of a baseball thing you know about big market small market etc if teams win for a consecutive amount of years they get the recognition they deserve you know the the titans have not you know uh, when have the titans really won anything of significance recently big market small market that's baseball all right, then that, if you say so. Uh, our next game, Scotty, is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston. <laughs> that, I mean, that's I just, a very tact. That's a very tactful way of saying, yeah, yeah. You think you know it all? Uh, go no, I mean, I, I personally disagree. Yeah. But like, what are we going to do? Go back and forth about it for five minutes? We got more preseason games to talk about. So we got the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans, right? In Kansas City, we talked about them a little bit before. I, I you know. I want to see Patty Mahomes in action, right? We Everybody's talking about this kid. You know, people are calling him the young Brett Favre. People are talking about all the downfield weapons that he has in terms of Watkins and Hill. You know, he's got Travis Kelsey over the middle. He's got Andy Reid as a coach who many people believe will be good for his development. Um, you know, I'm excited about Patty Mahomes. I think what you just mentioned, Scott, at the top of the show is true. There's going to be a lot of times where he's throwing for like 320 with three touchdowns, but also two interceptions and a fumble, right? The variance is going to be very high. Don't forget, though, Scott, I believe I project Mahomes to also be a quarterback who can run for about three, 350 yards this season. So that might mitigate some of the interception or turnover risk. I'm really excited to see what everybody's talking about as it relates to Patty Mahomes. What are you looking for with the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but if they get behind in games, like what I mm-hmm. like about it is what you talk about. You know, there's problems in the secondary, and they could be involved in a lot of shootouts. Of course, there's dangers when they play very good teams on their, their schedule that Mahomes is just going to get destroyed and have a one-touchdown, one four-interception kind of day. That's why you don't want to risk, you know, having him as your fantasy QB1. There's going to be a lot of volume there, but, you know, there's going to be two or three bad days thrown in there. Yeah, absolutely. And then, Scotty, as you know, if anything does happen to Patty Mahomes, you know who comes in, right? It's Chad Henne Alavatka. There you go. 
There you go. I just, you know, I, you chuckle every time we say that. I wanted to get a little bit of a laugh at Danielle you. This it makes me hung. Makes me hungry too. I don't know, know if it's a breakfast food though, Scott. I don't know about all that. You know, maybe a little bit later on in the day. I don't know if it's a Roto Experts in the morning kind of meal. Maybe it's more of a fantasy freestyle kind I of meal. I had macaroni and beef for breakfast. Uh, you're an interesting cat, Scotty. I don't know what to tell you. On the Houston side of things, what are you looking for? I'm looking at the same thing. I'm looking at, you know, buzz around the quarterback. Listen, Deshaun Watson, like the, the hype has gone so far on Deshaun Watson, Scotty. I'm seeing him in some places as quarterback four, you know, up, up that high. The, the guy played like a month last year. What if that's not his baseline? You know what I mean? And here's the other thing about Houston that I think is going under – under talked about to be quite honest i like houston okay don't get me wrong but houston has one of the worst offensive lines in the game and so you're gonna have this young quarterback who's coming off an acl injury with a really bad offensive line you know it's kind of like everyone's just expecting deshaun watson and new Hopkins to kind of like carry this offense with a piss poor offensive line um you know i'm a little bit worried about that i'm interested to see what uh deshaun watson looks like behind this offensive line what about you well, Russell Wilson last year had a terrible offensive line. He was, and he was the best quarterback in fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, so it's possible. But, you know, also this guy's coming back off an ACL injury. You know, Scotty, I don't want him getting hit. I don't want him getting hit like this. Well, you know, you, even behind a good offensive line, you can, you can, uh, you can, a quarterback can suffer a knee injury. Just because he tore it last year doesn't mean he's going to tear it again this year. This is I actually mean, his uh, second ACL almost, injury. He had one in college as well. He, had, he tore his ACL. Yeah, I know. I know. I know he had one in college, but you know that doesn't mean it's going to. It's going to happen again. He's an elusive quarterback, and you got. You know, you got to get twisted in some sort of unusual position, or you know, you can't predict it's going to happen just because the line is bad. The line could be good, and he can get into a situation where he still hurts himself. We shall see. We're coming on back with hour number two, Roto Experts in the morning. Dane and Scott, come on right back. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts. Welcome back to Roto Experts in the morning, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got the spitting statistician. You got El Rey de Fantasia, the King Scott Angle. We're getting into hour number two. Listen, I told it, maybe it's not Christmas morning. Maybe that's reserved for the first Sunday of the football season. But this is like the holiday party in mid-December. You're getting really ready. You're getting excited. All, a lot of teams in action today. The first true week of the preseason. You throw the Hall of Fame game aside. We got, um, oh, I don't know. Let's see. We got 24 teams in action tonight. 12 games as a lot of people get started. And we're going to start to have game film to break down, you know. Scotty, it's not only about the beat reporters and the coach speak anymore we're going to be able to see some things on the field and what we're doing here on roto experts in the morning is talking about the storylines we're looking for right and it's a lot of you know second and third wide receivers it's a lot of emerging running backs you already know about all the studs but the studs are only going to play one or two series tonight okay you ain't gonna see you know like you're not gonna see uh you know Odell Beckham for 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 a half tonight you're not gonna see Mike Evans for a half tonight 
okay? You're not going to see Joe Mixon for a half tonight, okay? So we want to, you know, give you what to look for as the proverbial tea leaves to read. And if you want to join the fun, so many ways to do it. You could hit us up at 844-843-6879. Our guy, the manimal Chris Bavona down there in the fantasy pit of misery will take good care of you and get us plugged into the show. Dilly dilly to the manimal and everybody down there on the fourth floor getting ready for Carton and Friends following us on this network. But you could also answer a poll that we have up. We're asking you, what is your favorite kind of format of fantasy standard PPR, best ball, keepers? Uh, Scott mentioned things like IDP leagues as well, auction formats as well. I got to tell you right now, Scotty, two-thirds of the people are saying PPR is the way to go. And some sites are even making PPR settings uh, the default these days. I do think a lot of people love the PPR, right, Scotty? Yeah, they do. And uh, But you play an alternative scoring format. We have what you need in the Exclusive Edge Fantasy mm. Football Package on rotoexperts.com. Enter the king at checkout for a special discount. Uh, you can check out George Kurtz talking about playing in alternative scoring systems. We have articles on, on auction strategies uh, from Brandon Murchison, FSWA award winner. So no matter what you like, look, it's like when we talked about music, Dane, et cetera. Yeah. Like, it's all subjective about what you like. Uh, you know, some fan, some hardcore fantasy types will say, oh, I wish everybody played IDP. You know, it's, right. it, it, not everybody has to do it or like it. You do what you like. You know, you'll find people online that, uh, you know, play what you play. You know, if, uh, you know, we have our Roto Expert Slack channel in uh, the premium package, you can, uh, be, you can say, look, I'm looking to be in an IDP league and, you know, somebody's going to throw you an offer. You just ha- you have to be communal about it. You could find any format that you want to play in. Uh, look, I've heard certain analysts say that that most people play standard because you know that's what you see like generally on on, on NFL.com or Yahoo because it's the default setting. I think the serious player leans towards PPR. Yeah, so, you know, but I think you make a great point, Scotty, that fantasy football is so big that you can definitely find a league for whatever it is that you like to play, uh, whether it's IDP or doing it via auction or whatever the case may be, because, uh, you know, it is such a hugely growing industry. But regardless, like our man Kenny in Philly said, you got to do your prep work. You got to do your due diligence. And part of the way to do that is to listen Monday through Friday to us right here in Roto Experts in the morning. And of course, to get the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package, enter El Rey at checkout for a special discount. Let's go into some more preseason games, Scotty, in terms of what it is that we're looking for. And tonight, you know, you know how I like how you always talk about like how uh, it's a misnomer to call Jerry Jones's squad America's team these days. Well, if we were in the 90s, this would have been a huge game. The Dallas Cowboys traveled to the Bay Area to take on the San Francisco 49ers in their preseason opener. Talking about the 49ers, Scotty, I want to see this entire new offense. You know, we know about Jimmy Garoppolo and stuff. We know about the Kyle Shanahan system and all this stuff and how, you know, McKinnon is going to play this Devontae Freeman role and all that. I'm looking for, very specifically, though, I'm looking for the chemistry, if ever, if there is at all, and if they're on the field together for, like, two series, let's say. I'm looking for Jimmy Garoppolo and Pierre Garçon, okay? Because last year, Pierre Garçon was already gone when Jimmy Garoppolo ascended in the last, what what was it, five weeks of the season. 
Uh, Pierre Garçon was already out, and he was out with, like, I think it was like a back or a neck injury. It is not like – this is a serious injury, and but he is slated to be the number one wide receiver for Jimmy Garoppolo, and I love Garçon as a kind of tough at the point of the catch kind of guy. He catches everything, and I think this could be a value for a quarterback like Jimmy G-Spot. I'm very interested to see to what extent <laughs> – chemistry has built over Jimmy G and Pierre Garçon. What are you looking for for the Niners? If reports out of camp or any indicators, we were expecting Garçon to be the number one guy, but uh, reports are indicating that he has a better connection with Marquise Goodwin right now. Right. Uh, it, it's going to be tough with the 49ers. You may want to, with certain teams, you may want to see certain things, but you you may not see him in the first preseason game or even the second preseason game. You just may see a lot of the subs. That's the danger with all the all these storylines. You know, how confident do they feel in this group as a whole so far and how much they really want to put him out there? We can't get a read on it. I can't I can't believe that I can't think that we're gonna see a ton of a lot of Jarek McKinnon, et cetera. Right. But if we get what you look for in a game like this, can you get one good crisp drive out of the Niners right. for some confidence in that offense? But then again, can you overrate that? I think it's hard really hard to get a read on this team because it's not like it's not like say Jared Goff last year or Mitch Trubisky this year where it's the same team and they're bringing in a whole new crew around them to improve things. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's still really new with this team. The guy's mm-hmm. never played a meaningful football game in his life, and everybody around him is, is pretty much new. Everything around there is pretty much yeah. new, so I think it's hard, difficult to get a read. This team could be very inconsistent early in the season, and you've got to be careful to not overrate Jimmy Garoppolo. I know Chris Venter has a man crush on him. He sure I does. Don't think this guy's, I don't think these guys are in top 10 fantasy quarterback status yet. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Niners are going to be a team that maybe uh, gets better as the season goes along. Yeah. To your point, Scotty. And so I, I opened it up, and I'm looking at their schedule. They start on the road at Minnesota. <laughs> you know, like, that's a loss to me, Scotty, you know? And then they got home for Detroit at Kansas yeah, I agree City. Now. What? Okay, let, 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 let's break it down. Minnesota's okay. a loss. I got Minnesota's a loss. At Detroit? Okay. Home for Detroit, Detroit their home can, opener. That can go either way, go I think, either, honestly. That could go either way. Detroit, right. Detroit's looking good. Detroit, yeah. Detroit. I don't know, I don't know what the odds on the, them are maybe making the playoffs, but yeah, uh, you know, I might, I, I, I might want to lay something on the Lions. So let me year. ask you this, Scott, because I, I, I like what you're going. We'll, we'll continue with the 49ers schedule in a second. I like where you're going. I think the Lions are intriguing as well. Their offensive line has gotten a little bit better. You know, like they invested in that run game. People forget about big play Darius Slay as one of literally one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. You know, and listen, Matthew Stafford is one of those guys like pencil them in for. 41, 4,200 yards every single year. You know about the weapons they have. I personally expect a continued breakout out of Marvin Jones at the wide receiver position. They're another one of these fantasy herds. But, Scott, here's the thing, though. There's so much buzz also about the Bears in this division. Everyone loves the Vikings and the Packers. I like the Lions as well. But couldn't the Lions be like a decent team and still be like last place in this division? Uh, like this is a tough division, Scott. It it is it is a tough division. You're right. You have Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit. The problems with the Lions is 
they're backwards on defense. They're kind, right. they're kind of like almost like Miami. It's like their secondary is really stronger good. on the, the back end. The front, the front, the front seven shaky. So you know that that could ultimately be the Lions' undoing. There is you know defensively, which which would turn which turns out to be the undoing of a lot of teams. Uh, you know, since I believe Aaron Rodgers' record since they the last won the Super Bowl in the playoffs is like. It's like below 500. I think it's like five and six because mm-hmm. ever since they, they won the Super Bowl, they haven't had a good defense. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, you know, but I think it's just it's interesting when you talk about. So I, I have it up right now. The Lions, the Lions to make the playoffs. Scotty, if you believe in the Lions a little bit, you can get some you can get some money on them. OK, the Lions are plus 250. To make the playoffs, you know, so you bet a hundred bucks, you're getting two, you're collecting two fifty, you're winning two fifty, you're collecting three fifty because you get your hundred back. But uh, you know, you win two fifty on the Lions making the playoffs. Uh, but here's my question, Scotty. You know, it's hard because as we've talked about, we believe that the NFC is a lot more competitive than the AFC, right? So out of your division win, you have your division winners. I really believe that second place in the North makes the playoffs, but I think that's either Green Bay or Minnesota. And then we've talked about how competitive the NFC South is going to be as well. You know, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, teams there. It's going to be really tough for uh, either the Lions or the Bears or out there in the West when we talk about teams like Seattle, like San Francisco. I think it's going to be tough for that second wild card in the NFC. Yeah, and can we really assume anything about Green Bay? I think I don't know. You know, you look at the fact that they have maybe the be- that they have the best quarterback in the NFC, but what's what else is there besides the quarterback? That defense yeah, but if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, you got to think he, they're they're a playoff team. If Aaron Rodgers plays sixteen games, right? <sighs> they don't have a running game that impresses me. Yeah, the wide look, he'll help the wide receiver crew. But uh, I, I really th- the, the Packers have been really shoddy on defense, and I, I don't think it gets any better there. You know, I, look, it, it's tough. It's tough because because you know with a game on the line, you know you you can expect Aaron Rodgers to make a play, but at some point somebody's got to make a stop though too. Yeah, no, it's true. And and listen, if you, this is a way, if you think that the NFC North could play out a little bit differently than kind of the conventional wisdom or the Vegas wisdom, shall we say. There's opportunity there. I told you, plus 250 for the Lions to make the playoffs. If you think maybe the Packers stumble, you know, or maybe that Aaron Rodgers is injury prone and it happens again, the Packers to not make the playoffs would be on the plus side, 145. And then when we talk about the Bears, listen, Scotty, if you like the Bears, they are plus 425. To make the playoffs. So if you like that, if you think the Bears and this Matt Nagy offense can take a step forward or Trubisky, you know, kind of becomes that second year quarterback who really makes a jump. Bears make the playoffs plus 425, Scotty. Detroit to make the playoffs plus 250. And then, as I said, if you're a little bit, you know, if you think that the Packers are Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of his like entourage, the Packers to not make the playoffs would be on the plus side plus 145. Interesting with the NFC North. Yeah, it's the Packers have the worst defense in that division. Sure. And, you know, if you look at Seattle last year, it was regarded as Russell Wilson and company, and they missed the playoffs by a game. Yeah, this is true. Uh, so we shall see, but there's definitely some interesting value there. I might, the I might lay something on. What did you, what did you say it was for the Packers to not make the playoffs? 
plus 145. So if you bet 100, you get 145 back. Or you get 245 back because, you know, when I say these, uh, plus 145, another thing to note, Scotty, you, you bet get, $100, you get, you get your 100 back. You get yeah. your initial yeah. back, right? Uh, when I'm saying the 145, that's your, that's your profit. Yeah. That's your winning. That's, that's your profit, collect. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, 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 think I, I think I like the Bears to make the playoffs a little bit more than that. Plus bet. 425, Scotty. Yeah. All right, that's that's an interesting little wager if you have faith in the Matt Nagy system and the development of Trubisky and you know uh, all the rest of those weapons. You're right; they have a decent defense, and if they can get their first round pick, Roquan Smith, middle linebacker out of Georgia, it will be that much better. Scotty, we were talking about the Niners and the Cowboys this preseason game. We talked about the Niners side in Dallas. I, I, I want to see this wide receiver room shake out, right? We all talk about how they have yeah. one of the worst wide receiver groups in uh, the NFC with Gallup and Hearns and Beasley and Williams. You know, I always like to, to throw in Tavon Austin as well. But in, the, in these first couple of weeks, we're going to start to see, you know, where, Des- where Dak Prescott is looking. Um, I'm interested to see how the wide receiver position breaks out and also like – Who's the heir apparent to Jason Witten? Is it like Rico Gathers or something? Like who, uh, who, who is there in Dallas as a pass catcher is my narrative because we know about Zeke. Uh, the, the tight end is one of those situations where you're just going to have to see who wins it during the preseason. Sometimes mm-hmm. people want to know the answer and you can't provide one when it doesn't exist. You know, this is going to have to be won on the field by somebody and we, we just don't know. I think... Cole Beasley already has an established rapport. He caught 74 passes from Dak Prescott two years ago. He could be catching 80, 85 passes with like five touchdowns this year. And maybe even a little bit better than that. And the guy is going undrafted in a lot of leagues. Hmm. Uh, Alan Hearns has had that one big season. But, you know, we get players who've had one, you know, pulling Eddie Kennison and have one big year. And then you, you don't, you don't right. see him for the rest of their career. Uh, you know, we haven't seen enough from Hearns. He, he doesn't. He doesn't stay healthy. And you know, then with with the rookie Gallup, he's he's got the talent. But you know, these these secondaries in the NFL, you know, they can they can be abusive to rookies. And and the problem with a guy like that is, you want him to play a prominent role right away. Can he really handle it? There, there's no there's no true number one wide receiver on this team, and that right. really hurts him. This is this is the worst receiving core in the NFC, and to me, Tavon Austin certainly isn't a factor. Fair enough, but you know I'm going to keep on putting him out there because in that one week along he does ta- something. Terrence, along with Terrence West and Charles Sims. No, no, no. Um, I'm not actually putting like those guys those out guy, there. Kind of guy I don't actually there. believe anything about Terrence West. Terrence West is just a guy, okay? Uh, I think you and me behind the good offensive line can do what Terrence West does, okay? And the same for Charles Sims. But I got a little inkling about Austin. He's going to be – got to watch who you say that around, you know? Like, What's that? Uh, you know – I, you know, I could get behind the offensive line and do it. I was working at ESPN once, and I was on ESPN News with Mark Schlereth, and I said, yeah. I could run behind that Denver offensive line. <laughs> said, no, you couldn't. No, you I couldn't. Said, well, I'd, you know, on my PS2, I probably could. There you go. That's the good qualifier. I'd love it, Scotty, if we, you know, we should get all the, uh, all the talent over on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and I think we should do the draft combine together. You know, or we should remanufacture it. Like, we should all run the 40. We should all see, like, how many our vertical jump or, uh, you know, like uh, the bench press and stuff. I wonder what our combine stats would be. You get, you know, oh my. you and me, you, you get know. a little susmania, a little fantasy executive. See how we do on the combine. Look, you know, 
I'm out of shape. <laughs> I'm no longer. I'm no, I'm no longer. You know, the playground basketball player that I I once you was. You were Pee Wee Kirkland back you know, in the day. <laughs> what? Like I was. I was like a John. St- I, I was a John Starks. It's like oh, I had okay. twenty in a row, and then I had missed twenty in a row. Just, just know, make sure it's but, not Game uh, Seven against Houston. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, I I don't I don't hit a baseball as well as I used to. It's All just, right. You know, and Corey gets winded walking to the pizza counter. So it's true, you know, and you it, know, it I got be, my ass. It'll be a lot at all times. Yeah, it, it it would be it'd be a lot of good comedy, but then then there would be people like Bavona and Sussman, you know, yeah. who would uh, assert themselves very well. You, you know, I like I'd like to see I'd like to see just give the opportunity, like maybe some sort of unique event that's tailored to everyone. Like we should just we should give sus we should give like Bavona like like you, you know when karate guys like break those blocks. Oh yeah, you know give give an opportunity for something like that to get rid of all that frustration. Oh yeah, Bavona could use that for sure. Um, real yeah. quick on the on the Cowboys, one name that I do want to mention that deep sleeper for me, but keep an eye on uh, one of the tight ends, Blake Jarwin. Okay. Um, he's getting some good positive buzz about him, and I've seen him flash before. Keep an eye out on that name because they do need to fill the tight end, uh, you know, somewhere, shall we say. Remember, we got a poll question up as well. We're asking you guys about your favorite uh, format to play in fantasy football. Two-thirds of you are saying PPR, and then 15% say standard, 15% say keeper dynasty. Only 4% say best ball. I'm a little bit surprised that dynasty leagues aren't getting doing better in this poll, Scotty, I think dynasty leagues, especially like in your home leagues with all your friends, you know, kind of building it out over time. I'm I'm really into all my dynasty leagues. I thought that would be doing better in the poll. Yeah, well, that that's more for the hardcore player. So I'm not oh, okay. I'm not surprised it's not doing better in the poll. You know, just because we like it, I don't think the mainstream sees it that way hmm. because fantasy football is so popular because it's simple. You right. know, when you're almost you're almost talking like a fantasy baseball type of management level in, in a way when you're talking about a dynasty right. league. And look, I love it. You have your rookie draft. I'm looking forward to free agency next week, you know, maybe exactly. so I can pick up a Braxton Berrios. Right. Uh, you know, we, we, we even have a reserve roster yeah. in my dynasty league where you the can. The trading deadline practice, becomes a, a lot more complicated. A practice squad. I, I have like a five-man practice squad. Guess who I have on my practice squad from last year? Who's I got that? Chris Godwin. Nice. Nice. I yeah. did sim- and similar things. I went, I had Trey Burton in that way because I had Zach Ertz last year when he got banged up, that sort of thing. And then I target guys that I know are heading into free agency and have the opportunity to, you know, be starters for me in the following year. I also think it makes the trading deadline in Dynasty Leagues really complicated because you can, you know, trade next year's draft picks. And, and depending on if you're a contender, it's kind of like the real trading deadline in Major League Baseball. Scotty, we got one more game to break down that's happening today and I saved uh, you know maybe the best for last because I know you know where your fandom lies the Indianapolis Colts today or tonight are going up to the Pacific Northwest to take on the 12s Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks you know when it comes to Seattle Scott, I know we've talked about the Carson Penny thing at nauseum, right? We know about that. We know about all the buzz around Carson, what Penny's doing. You know, the fantasy executive has a blog post about it, for good sakes, uh, over on the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy package. So we know about that. What I'm really intrigued about is this wide receiver position. We know about Doug Baldwin, right? Um, but he's banged up. He's going to miss 
the entire preseason, it looks like, right? So you talk about Tyler Lockett. You talk about Brandon Marshall to see if he's got anything left in the tank. You've mentioned guys like Amari Darbel before, but I've seen beat reporters saying he's on the roster bubble. I'm interested to see the wide receiver room here for Seattle as well. How do you think this shakes out? Let's take Doug Baldwin out of the mix and his injuries, whatever. We, we all believe he will be there and will be a quality wide receiver. But outside of that, where does this team go? Well, it's it's interesting because you know you. I think with Pete Carroll, like he with the running back situation, he wants to see that played out on the field tonight. So it'll be interesting to watch Carson and Penny. But to get back mm-hmm. to the wide receiver situation, I think people assume Tyler Lockett's going to be that next guy because they know him. But I th- I think uh, the two guys to watch are Paul Richardson and Amari Darbo. I mean, Paul I'm Richardson's sorry, uh, other Jerron, one. Yeah. Jer- Jer- there we go. Jerron Brown and, and Amari Dar- Darbo. Okay. Jerron Brown, you know, didn't put up great numbers in Arizona because he would constantly get open, and the bad quarterbacks there wouldn't hit him in stride. Hmm. Uh, they'd overthrow him. They wouldn't put the ball in the right place. Now he plays with one of the best deep passers in the NFL in Russell Wilson. So I think Jerron Brown has serious sleeper potential. Uh, Amari Darbo was a guy that uh, was in the system last year. Uh, Russell Wilson isn't afraid to throw him the jump ball. Uh, there were some rumors that he could be on the roster bubble, but I, I do think that they like him, and I could be a year away on it, but if Jerron Brown doesn't do it, you know, I'm have my eye on Amari Darbo. All right, fair enough. How do you think this breaks out, though? Okay, like Baldwin's the one. I think a lot of people expect Tyler Lockett to be the two, right? You got Brandon Marshall, Darbo, and Jerron Brown. Uh, what kind of, like, how would you rank those guys going into the preseason? Uh, Brandon Marshall's actually at a pretty good camp, mm. but I can't see him being fantasy relevant. I would probably go, I would probably go Jer- Jerron Brown and then, you know, just then Marshall, then Darbo. I wouldn't bother. I wouldn't bother with the others. Okay. Until I see more of the preseason. So the, Jerron Brown may be the guy to keep an eye on as the preseason moves along. Listen, they're going to have some opportunity. Doug Baldwin will not be in preseason action because of those knee issues. What you about over on this? Go ahead. You know what's interesting, though? And, you know, this is like a thing where, like, okay, I'm not going to go back there. But if by some miracle C.J. Prosize stays healthy, mm. he'll be a factor. Question. Uh, because when you talk about, like, Right. There's Penny and Carson, right, as, as kind of their, their lead dogs. You talk about ProSize. What about J.D. McKissick, Scotty? Isn't he also no, kind of not, in, in the mix with ProSize on the PPR side? No, I, I don't think so. But C.J. ProSize is more talented than McKissick. McKissick got in there just because they were desperate. Mm. Uh, I, I, think, I think if ProSize doesn't stay healthy, you could see McKissick on a few third downs and, or being the third down back, but – you know, if ProSize is in there and they can't trust a lot of the receivers, you know, this is a guy that when we've seen him in brief flashes, you know, he could, he could, he could take the top off of a defense, actually, but he never, ever stays healthy. All right, so we'll keep an eye out on that. You know, health is going to be another thing we have to look at in preseason. Not only these camp battles and these depth chart things, but unfortunately, I'm telling you right now, it is unfortunate. But tomorrow at this time or tomorrow at 7.05 a.m. when Scotty and I come on air, one of the things we're going to be talking about, unfortunately, Scott, is a fantasy-relevant player who got hurt in tonight's action. It's, it's, I, I'm, it's horrible, but it's going to happen.
happen, and that yeah. is part of the reason that uh, you know we say that we like drafting late, uh, close to uh, opening week as possible to mitigate some of that. I also want to let people know, Scotty, that they need to go on over to DailyRoto.com. You know, we have Mike Leone on a lot of times. We have Colin Drew representing DailyRoto.com. You know, one of their MLB subscribers just hit for 200K. We talked about Colin Drew, who was with us on the show yesterday, hit for 25K himself. So go on over there. But here's the other thing. We're doing this partnership. If you don't know by now, then you have not been listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But DKMS and Daily Roto and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we have been doing this promotion to help the fight against blood cancer, okay? So go on over there. Learn how you can help. You swab your cheeks if you are matched. You can really help someone struggling with this disease, not in the fantasy world, but in real life. Go on over to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. You could also potentially win two tickets to the 2018 World Series. Last team up here, you know, the Seahawks, they are hosting the Indianapolis Colts. We've talked about their running back situation a lot. Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines are guys that we definitely have our eye on later on in drafts. I've been talking about Des Bryant as a potential fit here, though, Scotty, at the wide receiver position because, you know, you got T.Y. Hilton, who, by the way, I like a lot in drafts this year, especially if Andrew Luck is healthy. But then, you know, Scotty, we're getting different buzz every every day, right? Deion Kane showing great. You know, uh, Chester Rogers looks really good. I'm interested to see how uh, wide receivers or all pass catchers not named T.Y. Hilton uh, progress for Indianapolis. What about you? Yeah, you know, we've heard a lot about the rookie. I think Chester Rogers, we can't. We can't overlook him because uh, luck is thrown to him occasionally before. Uh, and the running back situation is I think you're going to see a lot of Jordan Wilkins tonight. It's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting to see. You may see a lot of Naheem Hines as well. Yeah, I mean, interesting. Like, I, I, I agree with you, right? Uh, might that mean that Jordan Wilkins could be a very interesting, like, DF preseason DFS play? tonight because we were talking about right we were talking about these uh, preseason DFS's like you got to kind of read the tea leaves on who's going to get that exposure uh what do you think about that a guy like uh Jordan Wilkins as a DFS play this week preseason week one I don't know about okay um, I wouldn't go with Marlon Mack because he'll probably play against the first team defense and with Bobby Wagner still in there you know it's it's going to be tough to run the ball, right. but then you then you talk then you talk about you look at the Seattle secondary. They may test it. There's no Earl Thomas there, uh, you know. So maybe that makes Chester Rogers, you know, a nifty DFS play. And uh, you know, when the second stringers come come in there, you know, maybe that makes Jordan Wilkins somebody to look at too. You know, that that, that that's a good yeah, call as well. Yeah, going against the twos is something to think about. Our guy Kenny and Philly hollered at us at the top of the show. He's hitting us up on Twitter as well. He agrees with you, Scott, thinking that Jerron Brown is an interesting guy to take a potential flyer on. Remember, so many ways for you guys to join the show. 844-843-6879. When we come back, we put the fun in functional sports radio. We look at some of our fantasy football team names. We got some good submissions. Scott and I will discuss and debate them when we come back. Roto experts in the morning. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 25% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back, back in the road of expert group. You know what it is, now. We put the fun and functional sports content every Monday through Friday. It is El Freire Fantasia, the spitting statistician. Get it in for you so you could win your leagues and win that cash here on Roto Experts in the morning. I got to tell you guys, so many ways to join the show. Remember, you can always holler at us at 844-843-6879. You can answer us in our Twitter polls right now. Still, PPR format's running away with it. We're asking what's your favorite way to play. PPR, 69% of the vote, even increased since our last check. 14% say standard. 13% say Keeper Dynasty. Only 4% say Best Ball, which is interesting because I, I kind of like the convenience of, you know, you do your draft and you don't have to worry about managing it, especially guys like you or I who are in multiple leagues all the time. But uh, you really got to uh, think about it. Who's really going to have the chance to pop off? We talk about certain guys that are like Best Ball plays, guys like maybe a Will Fuller, let's say, who are going to have those big games, but you don't know which weeks they are going to be. Scotty, I also got to let people know. Yeah, Patrick, about- Patrick Mahomes is a, good, is a good best ball quarterback. I, I have a best ball draft Sunday night. Oh, nice. I'm in the middle of a best ball draft right now. Yeah. You know, you talk about Patty Mahomes as a best ball quarterback. You know who I like as a best ball quarterback, Scott? Because this narrative is so defined on him. And so for eight of the 16 games, I think he's a true stud. I'm talking about Big Ben. You know, his home road splits, they say, are so crazy, right? But then you know he's good for those 400-yard games sometimes at Heinz Field. And in best ball, the beauty of it is, you know, you automatically get your ideal lineup. And a lot of people, you know, I mean, Big Ben in Pittsburgh has been something that has been very productive. What do you think about that, Ben, as the best ball quarterback because of the home road splits? I love it. You know, it was interesting. There was a quote floating out there from Roethlisberger yesterday on Twitter. Uh, some reporter asked him about his home road splits. He goes, they don't mean anything, he said, unless unless uh, some of my road games are on the moon because, uh, <laughs> you know, football fields are the same size everywhere on earth, which I, I thought was funny. You know what else? You talk about you're in the middle of a best ball draft. It's obviously a yeah. slow draft. I, I love the slow draft. I love the slow draft. You know why? Because you know, it really gives me time to think think more time to mull things over, but just it gives me something to look forward to every few hours. Like I I watch my email box with excitement saying, you know, oh, you're on the clock or who's going off the clock. I, I think slow drafts are a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm in a slow draft big right now. Big shout and a best ball slow draft. Big shout out to my man uh, Andy Singleton, the People's Pen over there drafting with Giants. It is a a 192 team best ball format. There's something like I forget how many 12 or 16 divisions, and then the top four from all the divisions come and make a top 64 for the playoffs that then continue to advance. And I'm telling you, we just started a best ball uh, the draft, the slow draft. Scott, I got in my second round pick. I got Odell Beckham in the middle of the second round. 
round. I'm starting off with Kamara and Odell. I feel pretty good about that to start. But what I got to tell people, Scotty, listen, we talk about DFS all the time. We talk about these DraftKings prices, these FanDuel prices. But I got to let you know, sometimes in these big old sites, you're competing against people that have their algorithms that are putting out 50 lineups into a tournament, 100 lineups into a tournament, kind of covering all their bases. It really gives you a really small chance to hit it big. But that's why you should really consider Fantasy Factor, okay? Fantasy Factor is the only exclusive single-entry DFS site. They got free rolls registering all the time. Great promotions for free prizes. Keep an eye out for Fantasy Factor's free $1 million survivor contest opening about a week before NFL kickoff. So make sure you go on over to FantasyFactor.com and check it out. Hey, Scotty, speaking of which, as the playoff, as the football season gets going, I think you, me, and like, you know, maybe our guy, the Manimal Bavona, we should do like a survivor pool together. Like, you know, maybe every Friday we give our survivor pick, something like that. Or maybe every week we pick like two or three games against the spread and we track our results, you know, kind of throughout the season as well. Should we do something like that so we can, uh, you know, kind of have a little fun competition among, among us here on the show? Yeah, sure, sure. I think yeah. I think that would be good, right? So, because like on Football Fridays, maybe towards the back end of the show, you know, we give out our survivor pick, and maybe we give out like, I don't know, however many it is, maybe our two locks of the week or something like that against the spread, and we could keep track of them. See if you, me, or our guy, the manimal Chris Bavona down there in the fantasy pit of misery, is the true expert of us all. So maybe we'll get, uh, you know, we got to think about a lot of things to do here during the football season. I got a couple of ideas. We'll bounce them off of you uh, next time we have a show Uh-oh. meeting, Scott, in person, okay? Okay. Uh, all right. What's, what's up? Do one of those again soon. Yeah. We got to get, get, we're get a lot of comp. We're going to get a lot accomplished during those meetings. Yeah, we, we will. We got to plan the rundown, brother, man. We got to plan the rundown. We got to relax and enjoy ourselves, you know? Yeah, but it's all yeah. good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, all right, Scotty. One of the things we're doing now up until the season starts, you know, because maybe when the season starts, we'll have other kind of fun and games here as we put the fun and functional sports content. But one of the things we're doing now is we're letting people hit us up on Twitter or during the show for uh, their best fantasy football team names, right? And a lot of them are funny. A lot of them have kind of puns on players. Yesterday, you kind of liked uh, Carl Anderson with It's Geist to Meet You, uh, although I don't think it hit your top five, right? Because you, you said you, you're growing fond of uh, Make This House Mahomes by Mark Bishop, and that's in your number five spot right now. So you liked uh, It's Geist to Meet You from Carl Anderson, but it didn't crack your top five, correct? Yes. All right, fair enough. So here we go. Here we go. Because uh, Carl Anderson is right back at it, Scotty. He's right back at it, submitting, some, uh, submitting another name. And it also has to do with Darius Geis. I like it a lot because I also – I think Carl Anderson is kind of trying to play to you. And we talked about, like, music from the 80s or what have you. I don't know if you've seen this yet, Scotty, but Carl Anderson suggests – are you ready for this? And I'm going to do it in the right melody, shall we say. He suggests – Eight six seven five three zero oh, guys. What do you think? Mm, yeah, you, you you know what? I think he's tried to develop a formula there. Yeah, he is. Uh, he likes the Darius guys. Formula, it sounds a lot. For, formula, formulas don't don't always work necessarily. Right. Uh, I'm not feeling it. Eight six uh, seven it, five it, three zero oh, guys. <laughs> Uh, it's, Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's okay, but the, my top five is so strong. Just to recap, 
carry on my way with son Jimmy G yep. spot. Oh, Saquon, you see Henny Alavad can make this house Mahomes. It's just not in that league for me. All right, fair enough. So, listen, Carl Anderson, you got to get back to the drawing board. Listen, uh, Scotty, we have another popular uh, uh, kind of successful namer here. Taylor Brisson has been hitting us with things left and right. He has two of your top yeah. three. He's, right he's got a workshop at home where he, right. where he oh, churns so these out. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he's doing uh, you know, all day, but he's coming up with some. He came up with a couple of more. Um, again, it seems like Darius Geis is a popular guy. What do you think right now, Scotty, about three blind guys? I don't like that because okay. you know it's 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 got got to fit the narrative. Three blind guys, you know. There's not well, three like, Darius guyses. I have, but yeah, it's, and, the, it's the nursery. You know, that, it's if, the, if, look, the nursery if, if, if I know where it comes from, yes, oh, okay. but you know, it's not like Darius guys. If, if Darius guys was was getting tackled in the backfield and couldn't read his blocks like Trent, that he'd be blind. It would make sense, but it's just it's just playing on the word and. You know, there's got to be something to the content, too, and it's not there. All right. Uh, Taylor comes back at it, though, with another one. If you talk about related it to the content, this could be an interesting one. What do you think about the Loch Ness Monster? Andrew Luck is the play on words there. But listen, the Loch Ness Monster is something that's like a legend we haven't seen. We haven't seen Andrew Luck for over a year and a half at this point. So how does that one vibe for you? The Loch Ness Monster, also by Tyler Bryson. I like it. It's, it, it's, it's okay. Uh, it doesn't crack the top five. It's not as good as his other two. All right, fair enough. And he is right now in your one and three spot. Carry on my wayward son and oh, Saquon, you see. All right, we got some other ones. Uh, and he's, you know, he's two in your top five, too. You also have my Ingram toenail, Earth, I which is probably like seven, seventh overall for me. Absolutely. So Taylor Breeson, it looks like he's going to be in the running for uh, a free Roto Experts uh, in-season package and a call from the king, yeah. Scott Angle. We got some other ones. And I think it's, uh, I think it's Bryson, kind of like, remember Sean Bryson? You know, he can hit us up at 844-843-6879 and give us the frenetic spelling. Or if he's listening to us right now, he can hit us up on Twitter and he can give us the right pronunciation of his name because he's got all of these submissions. So we might as well get it right. We got some other submissions, Scotty. Um, I don't know. I don't know if any of these are going to rate for you except the last one that I'm going to hold. But um, Chester Osterling has uh, honky lips. As a name. I'm not sure exactly what the reference is or the pun is. Maybe you know. What do you think about Honky Lips? I think it's from the movie Vacation, which I It is, saw. right. Yes. I saw uh, the picture of it. The Chevy Chase. Yeah, the Chevy Chase. Yeah. yeah. I, think we, I think we need to bring in Chris Bavona for this. Right. Uh, he is the if cinephile he, If he us. is around, you know, Bavona's seen every movie in existence. And I know movies like Vacation are right up his alley. If, if Chris is around, maybe he can shed some light on this. All right. Uh, doesn't sound like he's there right now, but we'll, uh, we'll find him when he comes on back. We'll ask him about it for sure. Oh, hey, Bavona down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Dilly dilly to you and everybody getting ready for Carton and Friends. Uh, Honky Lips is a team name from uh, Chevy Chase and Vacation. What do you think about that, Bavona? I like it. It's not great, but I like it. Well, well, well. What's right, it he's... based on? What from the movie is it based on? Can you say it again, though? Honky, Honky Lips. Lips. Oh, that's from – oh, that's when they, when they get stuck in St. Louis. Right? Okay. Okay. Maybe, but, it? like, how do you think about – what do you think about it as a uh, fantasy football team name? It's funny, um, but I think uh, due to recency bias on this, it sounds too much uh, like donkey teeth. 
from um, mm. what was it, Key and Peel? Right. And I know a few people that use that. Okay. Fair enough. So it's not making our top five. But remember, Bavona, we're going to let you make your own top five as well, okay? So keep it locked on all these fantasy team names because your insight will be important as well as we build that poll going into the Labor Day weekend. Scotty, we got a guy, Chase LaFont, out there. You know, I know you are not big on Eric Ebron, the Indianapolis Colts tight end right now, uh, sharing that role with Jack Doyle. We'll see what they do in a two tight end set. Um, what about Ebronics one-on-one, like Ebonics? What do you think about that one, Scott? I like Ebronics it. I like it. It's clever. There's no reason not to like it, but it doesn't crack, crack my top five. Fair enough. It looks like it's going to be tough to get into the top five. We've had a lot about Adam Thielen, the I got a Thielen, the hooked on a Thielen. We got another one, but this one involves some of the middle school humor, Scott, and I don't know if you like it, so we'll see. What about she's Thielen on my Ditka? The Bears. <laughs> oh, Scotty likes it. I like it, but I can't put it in my top five because it's just. <laughs> you like it, though, Scotty. You clearly like it. I Roto do. experts in the morning. Have you heard Scotty like it, laugh loud, loud like this before? <laughs> he likes it. Scotty, I think we might have something. And, and, and Bavona says it's in his top five. So I'm telling you right now, Scotty, we are going to uh, – we're going to bring that up. We're going to put – hey, Bavona, how about we put that one in your top five? She's stealing on my Ditka. Duh, Bears, because I want to be able to say that again. You know because, what? You know, you know Scotty, you, yeah, it's... you got to do it. It made you laugh, legit, kind of like Henny Olivodka does. It literally Drew made Snyder. you chuckle. I think you got to get in there. Uh, hmm. I know you love Make the South Mahomes and all, but. I, this is my new number five. There it is. There it is. Scotty gets it into his top five. She's stealing on my Ditka because, uh, you know, maybe it's wishful thinking here in the morning, right? All right, we got some more, a couple more that I want to bring back. We talked about Dak Prescott, right, and and how his names. We got, like, Baby Got Dak. We got I'm Bringing Sexy Dak. Uh, we got Joe Melville over here who's taking that but bringing it over to what I can only imagine is Andrew Luck. And what he's saying is I'm bringing Neckbeard back. Andrew Luck and his neck beard. Uh, how do you feel about that one, Scotty? Yeah. Man, nah. I'm not clever enough in the word. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's not at the same level, right? Some of these things are in tiers. Yeah. The same way as like running backs are in tiers, right? And this could be all yeah. right, but that's like a second or third tier thing. And here's the last one I wanted to uh, bounce off of you, Scott, because I don't know if Bavona has music for this, but uh, – I know that you might like this one. It's not a perfect alignment on the words for the pun of the player, right? But how about, DJ, play that function music. Or play that function music, white boy. Function music? Yeah, he says it as function. It's about Devin Funches, though, the Carolina. It was like, play that Funches music. Mm. I'd like it a little. I, I, I don't know what that's all about. We're trying to play. We're trying to pay bills over here on the Fantasy Sports Network. But um, yeah, it doesn't quite, quite, quite make it. Although it's clever. It is clever. He put it as. She's stealing on my dick because my new number four though. Oh, you moved it up to four, and Henny Alavodka yeah. goes down to number five. All right, but yeah, yeah. I agree with you, Scott. Uh, it's it's about Funches, Devin Funches, but then he says Function to be kind of as close to the actual yeah. lyrics. My man, the manimal, Chris Bavona, playing it for us as we are about to ride out here on Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But play that Funches music, white boy. That's by uh, 
Cat Chronicles. All right, so remember, guys, so many ways to join the show. We try to get all your submissions on the air. We're building our top five. My top five right now, I don't think it was impacted by today's, but I got four Netflix and chill. As my number one, I agree with you, Jimmy G-Spot. Big shout-out to Strong Style Ninja, who's a big-time fan of the network, is always involved. He also just got married recently, um, so we tip our cap to Strong Style Ninja. My Ingram Toenail Ertz from Taylor uh, Bryson or Bryson. Carry On My Wayward Son, which is your number one, is number five, four for me. And then got to get a jet in there, you know, Bilal Ride from Mendo Bruce. That's my current top five. You know, I think some of these Geist ones are pretty interesting as well. I'll have to think about it. But there's still a few weeks for you guys to give us your submissions. And then during the season, we'll play some games as well. You know, maybe we'll do our own survivor pool, our own picks. And I got some other games. The Manimal knows about my game of inches that we did on Fantasy Freestyle. I think that may be something we could bring to Roto Experts in the morning. But I digress. Scotty, I'm telling you, man, we got 12 preseason games tonight. I am so excited for them. The unfortunate part, though, is that tomorrow at this time, we're going to be talking about a Fantasy viable player who unfortunately is injured. Then well, tomorrow what we're also going to do is we're going to preview the Friday and Saturday games. Falcons and Jets, Lions and Raiders, Vikings and Broncos, and then the week ends, preseason week one, Chargers and Arizona Cardinals. We'll break down those games, what we're looking for in those, and we'll also be looking back on tonight's action. Someone who will impress, someone who will not. I am very excited to see number one and two overall picks, Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley on the field tonight, Scotty. Yeah, I'm especially excited to see Saquon Barkley. And in that game, I want to watch Nick Chubb, too. Yeah. The pile driver. Absolutely. And this Nick Chubb-Carlos Hyde battle is something we have been looking at. You know, who will get the lion's share of that timeshare? Very interesting. Preseason games are off and running. We'll be here to break it all down tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. Carton and Friends up next. Dane and Scott signing off. Roto Experts in the morning. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs>